Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Opinions. Pop Opinions. Episode. And I was trying to stall there. 62. Yep. Yay. Episode 62. Yay. The Jack is sick edition. I know. Poor Jackie is not feeling well. I think th- I think it's hard to be sick in this time of life because you, we're just like, should you go get a COVID test? I don't know. Right. But because people are allowed to just have colds and stuff now. Yeah. But you're just like, I'm, I don't know, because I'm supposed to be going back to work next week. So I'm like, well, I need to know if you have COVID. Right? Yeah. I didn't even think about it being COVID until like yesterday. Yeah. Which well, is, I mean, it's good. It shows, again, the effectiveness. Dad and I talk about this a lot more, but if I didn't get what I was supposed to get, I'm just going to dance around it. It probably be would be a lot worse than this. Right, right. Yes. I agree. Yeah, Dad and I, Dad, Dad gets fired up for that kind of stuff. Does but then he? he always says, like, I didn't get it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is true. No. Y- yeah. We're just, we're doing it for the greater good. Yeah. Yes. So that's how I'm doing. How are you doing, Case? Uh, I'm okay. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going back to work, so I have mixed feelings about that. Um, but I think it's time. We are getting our Christmas stuff up and out today. So we were doing, I was doing a lot of cleaning because the house was too disorganized and messy for me to then put up Christmas stuff because then it would just be more stuff. Our house is so tiny that I'm like, it needs to be spotless to be able to put the tree up. So I did that today, um, which is early. Normally I will not allow it until after your birthday. So I am allowing it a week earlier. Yes. But yeah, I don't know. I'm good. Hanging in there. We got a lot of Marvel stuff to talk about. I feel like this is like a total Marvel episode. It's great. Except for our movie challenges. But Which we should probably do first, right? Yeah, let's just do those. So we're going to do uh, phase two uh, MCU Oscars. We did it like a few months ago. So we're yeah. going to go through the phase two movies. Same categories as last time. Yep. Um. We'll talk about Spider-Man trailer, Hawkeye. What if? Yeah. I don't know. I felt like there was more. I felt like we were going through there because there has been a lot of stuff. Like there were a lot of teasers and stuff announced. Yeah. On Disney Day or whatever. And yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot. There's a lot coming up too. A lot to look forward to in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. The MCU, Jack. Thank you. That's what they call it. <laughs> phase. Yeah. What phase are we in? We're in phase, well, right now? Yeah. Four. Five. 45. 45. Good. Phase 45. <laughs> I think we're in four. Okay. I don't know. On Disney Plus, it's there's four. We're in phase four. Thank you. <laughs> um, actually, I actually don't know that for sure now. Now that I said it, you made me question it. So I'm going to look it up. As I also say, we have our top 100 movie challenge. Requiem for a Dream and The Lion King. Could, could, okay, really though, could this be on more opposite ends of a spectrum? I don't think we've had such opposite movies yet. Lion King, uh, family movie, Disney cartoon, Requiem for a Dream, a complete shit show of like chaos. Yeah. And disturbing and whatever. Like it just could not have been more different. But it's good because for me, it was good because it balanced it out. I don't like when we have like two heavy movies. I'd rather have it balanced out. It just made me laugh. I was like, oh, done Rec Room for a Dream. Now let's put on Lion King. Yeah, you know? it's like a palate cleanser. Yeah. So go ahead. Uh, so we'll start with Rec Room for a Dream. Let's cause get that one. Yeah. 
So it's 2000, directed by Darren Aronofsky. Uh, Sarah, a retired widow, gets addicted to losing weight and starts taking pills. It deteriorates her mental health while her son deals with his own addiction. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Sarah is played by Ellen Burstyn. Did I say that right? Yeah. Ellen Burstyn, who I love. Um, And she has like these visions of being on this TV show. And they're all like, she's so glamorous and this is what she envisions. And then they go to her in real life and she's a bit plumper and she's just like, doesn't take care of her. Whatever. Right. Like she needs her hair done and makeup and whatnot. Cause in these, she's like glamorous. Right. So then she gets, um, where she wants to lose weight. So the doctor prescribes these pills that she has to take like green in the morning and blue in here and whatever, who knows. And it makes her delusional. And I don't want to say the word crazy, but it's like, it makes her like, she starts seeing things like the refrigerator talking to her and moving towards her. And, um, yeah, she just, she can't handle reality. I don't even think she knows what's real and what's not. And it just gets worse and worse and worse throughout the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. The like hallucinations she goes through, like it's <clears throat> such a journey of a character. And yeah. I think it's such a good job because Aronofsky said himself, this movie isn't about drugs. It's about addiction. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I didn't think of it as drugs at all. And then you have um, her son. What's his name? Harry? Did you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Harry played by Jared Leto. Um, brilliantly by the way and him and his girlfriend jennifer connelly who is incredible as well are both addicted to and the way in which way um, is it marlin marlin and so these three are friends and they're all addicted to drugs and they pretty much will do anything yeah to get like he steals the tv from his mom like he'll do anything to to get money for drugs and then they end up the two guys oh they're going to get the drugs run out or something and they have to go somewhere and get some because they, Jen- they have to drive to Florida to get more drugs because then they start dealing at one point and then Jennifer Connelly's like you have to go and get stuff whatever and then she does some very questionable things um for money well at first she's encouraged like Jared Leto's character at first goes well you should do this so that we can get more drugs right and then once she starts doing it, then she just kind of keeps doing it, especially once they leave. Yeah. Like so I, she's like, selling her body, basically, just yeah. so we're not skirting around it and you don't know what we're talking about. She's selling her body for money so that she can have drugs. Yeah. So it just, it all comes to head, I would say, the last, like, 15, 20 minutes. Like, at first, it's just kind of, like, it's just like a normal movie or whatever. And then the last 15, 20 minutes are complete chaos so meg came down while i was watching it and she was like this movie is stressing me out and i'm like i that is exactly what it's supposed to be doing because it was the music was eerie but like made you uncomfortable which i've never heard before that kind of feeling and the the clips were so fast so jared leto is basically dying from his arm is all like infected and yeah, he's, from, from the needles and has to get it amputated. Yeah. And so, and then they're in jail and they're like, Wayans is like, he's what is going he, through withdrawals. He's going through withdrawals and he's like pumping. What is he doing even though? It's like cleaning a toilet or I don't even know what he's doing. He, all you can see is he's like got a stick in his hand. And he's moving it up and down. Like he's cleaning something, but they don't really, uh, I don't remember them showing. I also had to start skipping a little bit cause it was get really stressing me out. Mm-hmm. And then Jennifer Connelly is at, um, a hotel room with a lot of men and a lot of stuff going on. Um, and, and then, so how he 
edits this movie is incredible and just the ending of just like it's it's so fast paced and it's so every situation is stressful and at the peak of the stress Mm -hmm. so the way it's all edited together is pretty it's one of those movies again I know I say it a lot I don't ever have to see this again in my life I'm good like I remember seeing it a long long time ago I luckily had blocked it out of my head and then it all came crashing back to me. So it would be something like I don't ever have to see that movie again. But that's kind of Darren Ar- Aronofsky anyway, right? He's got a he's got an edge to him that he's got this like weird. I, don't, I hate using the word weird because weird. I always think of like Wes Anderson and they could not be more different. It's like darker. Yeah. Like he's dark. And I think you said eerie. I think eerie is a pretty. Yeah. Disc- good descriptive word yeah he's just eerie yeah my last note was jesus christ never watching this again right (laughs) like just the the journey you go on is so cool but like the hallucinations are wild yeah um in there's a scene in a grocery store and arnofsky got actual drug addicts to Mm. be like in as extras in the scene he's like people were like shooting up during the scene oh my god wow uh, Jared Leto lived on the streets, which oh. I, I don't think that's surprising at all. It no, seems he like really, something he, he, he really gets dives in, into roles. He does, right? He really wants to feel what it would feel like. So, uh, It's based on the 1978 novel of the same name. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I liked the kind of contrasting of she's doing amphetamines and they're on heroin. Right. The, uh, the uppers and downers. They have this really cool scene where she's cleaning and they just like put it in like hyper speed yeah, of her yeah. like doing all this stuff. Like I thought that was cool how they kind of showed how the drugs would affect the person. Right. It is it is a well done movie. It's just one that you see it once. You don't need to it's not one you need to be like, Ooh, I got a good one for us tonight, you know? It's not one of those. Like it's just a movie you see once and you appreciate it and you just move on, right? Maybe suppress it a little bit. A little suppression, like I got to say. Like, it's just funny because Meg came down right in that moment. And for both the movies, she came in the most, like, the most, the worst spot. And I was like, oh, my God. She was just like, what is this movie you're watching? Because it was, the way it was edited was, whoever edited that movie was incredible, right? Like, that must have taken so long to edit. Because it was fast paced for, like, 20 minutes. Like, yeah. Anyways. Especially like the electro shock, whatever's yeah. going on in her head. Oh god, it was really it's really intense. And the way like they kind of have like the like Marlon Wayans is just kind of like laying in bed, you can see him sweating and convulsing. Jennifer Connolly's like laying on her bed because she's the one that comes out I don't even want to say the most like not pretty, but like would come out the most smelling like a flower. Not that she's right. doing the right things, but She's on heroin. She's cuddling up and yeah. like she's kind of good. Well, it ends with all of them in kind of the fetal position, which I thought was in different places. Yeah. But I thought it was an interesting way to end it where no- nobody wins in that movie. No. Like, there's no winners in this movie, right? Like mm-hmm. they're all like it doesn't end with a pretty bow being like, oh, look, they've recovered. No, and no, no. They did it. <laughs> no. no, it's they, it's they still... dug these holes in their lives and they're dealing with it. Yeah. Now they're in fetal positions and they're wherever they are. Some are in the hospital. Some are at home on a couch. Some are in a jail cell. Yeah. I liked how they ended it, though, with Ellen Burstyn like being on the show. Yes. Yeah. And you kind of it's kind of left up to like. Is it real or? I was going to say, does she even recover? Right. Yeah. Because her friends see her and you like the 
it does kind of they do a good job with like the makeup and stuff the hair and makeup oh, to make yeah. her look like a ghost yeah no they did her hair was like all thinning and she looked really rough yeah anyways uh ellen burston lost the oscar this Aww. year to julia roberts for aaron brockovich which mm. not that i i do i did like that movie but like seeing both of those performances yeah. they are very different it's hard to compare but i just i feel like maybe julia roberts was one of those ones like leo got where it was like you know what your body of work you've done well for hollywood here's your oscar kind of thing but it was a lot it was outside of her no yeah I don't know. That's a hard one because then once you've seen Ellen Burstyn, you're like, oof, that is, that was rough. That's a that's a journey. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting to uh, ponder that one. The the relationship I thought of it as symbiotic between the music and what's going on, and because it is it is just very uncomfortable mm-hmm. and eerie. And you, I was watching it thinking, is it the music that's doing this? Or is the music helping the scene? Is the scene helping the music? Mm-hmm. Like, it's all just working together so well to create this atmosphere where you're just like, I I'm I hate this. So uncomfortable. But it's so good. But I can't not watch it. But I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah. And, yeah. And then you just kind of need to, like, brush it off and watch, like, The Lion King or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the 1994 classic. There you go. Directed by, unless, you know, I'm guessing it didn't have anything. No, that's why I was segueing in. Ready to move on. Yeah. Uh, Directed by Rob Minkoff and Roger Allers. Um, After a tragic death, Simba must go on the run from his evil uncle and learns how to be a man and a great leader. I love Disney. Like, I just love it. My only complaint is, I know, I know what you're going to say, but... Why we always have to kill off parents? Now, this time I was kind of happy it was the dad because it's generally the mom. Very true. But I just... Tell me why they had to kill off the dad. Well, because then the movie doesn't happen. I know. There's, I know. There's no, there's no struggle. There's no... Uh, unless like, I th- Mufasa's going on the run with him, but that wouldn't make sense. I guess it's like the way it all happened. It was pretty traumatic. And I'm just like, this is a kid's movie. Like... I don't know. It's traumatic. Again, Meg walked in because she heard I was watching it. I was in my room. I was getting Christmas stuff ready, organized. I was cleaning out my closet and had it on. And she literally walked in at that moment. She goes, when I heard, when you said to me, you're watching The Lion King, she goes, this is all I could think about how much the dad dying traumatized me as a child. (laughs) Right? So, and then I kept, we kept laughing because we were like, there's a line in Friends when they were like, weren't you sad when, when Bambi died or Bambi's mom died? And Chandler's like, yeah, it was really sad when he, the guy stopped drawing Bambi. Like, so I kept saying that to her. This isn't real, right? It's just a cartoon. But anyways, it's good. It's a great movie. I love the movie. I love anything really Disney. I'm a pretty big Disney fanatic. Um, I love Timon and Sim. Simba. Nope. Pumbaa. 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 I love them. I think they're a welcome addition to them because they add lightness and they add, they're such great friends and they add a comedic kind of flair. Otherwise, it'd be pretty Debbie Downer. Um, So I really enjoyed them. I think that's a really fun part. And then when Nala comes back and stuff, like, right, with them, the bad guy. Got to get the bad guy. Also a great bad guy name. What's that? scar scar also voiced by jeremy irons yeah that suits it eh? 
Yes. There's other people that were up for it. I didn't write down who it was, but I'm like, Jeremy Irons just fits that very well. Totally Because I also think about him as he was a diehard villain, too. Yeah. Like, he just, his voice fits those kind of roles. Even his, like, demeanor. Like, he, I'm not saying he's like that in real life, but, like, his demeanor on TV or, or on the screen is, he's kind of got a bad guy vibe, which is great, right? Mm-hmm. As long as you don't get typecast and stuff, I guess. But can't, can't all be heroes. Can't all be heroes. There has to be some bad guys. There has to be some death for there to be some birth. Yeah. The circle of life. It's the circle of life. I have to say when the, when the, when it came on that first beginning, like when the music starts, it does like it does make me really happy. Like there's something about like the music in the Lion King is they're all bangers. Like they're all great songs and they're all memorable music. Like we saw this on the live, like the stage Julie Taymor did, um, did it. She's one of my like heroes or whatever. She's got just a visionary and we saw it on the stage and it was just, it's so beautiful. And when those songs come on, it just like, I don't know. It just makes you really happy. Yeah, the five the five songs, five original songs, Circle of Life, I Just Can't Wait to Be King, which is like it's I it's just can't wait to be king. Like it's bad that I laughed, but like as he's singing that as like a, a young cub, yeah. and I'm like, Ah, oh, you're gonna be king, but like the context of why is terrible. Yeah. But I feel like even they do a good job, like watching it now, like as Mufasa talks about the circle of life, like it doesn't make his death easier but it makes it more understandable and palatable if simba did listen Mm -hmm. then he would understand that this is that was just his time yeah and like when the who goes who goes to find him that like the spirit guy or whatever what who is that yeah and he's like oh your dad's here and he makes him look in the pond or whatever it's the ghost right and and so it's like like, I think it's a good message for kids. Like, even though people may be physically gone, they're still with you. They're still part of you. I don't know. Right. I just think it's hard. It's a hard thing. Right. For, yeah. kids, for a kid's movie. I think it's a little, it's a little sad. Um, who doesn't love that Hans Zimmer and Elton John were both involved with the music? <laughs> of course. The score. Of course they were. That's uh, why it's so good. The idea for this was conceived in 1988. Wow. That's a long, that's a long time. And then it's spun off into, and I feel like it kind of almost ruins the legacy of just this movie because mm-hmm. we had the like realistic remake in 2019. Yeah. It's on the stage. There was like Lion King one and a half, Lion King two. Like it was so successful that it was popular enough that it could be branched off into a bunch of different things, but it just doesn't work as good as the original movie. Right, right. No, I think it's, I think it's like anything in Hollywood. If something is successful, they want to just like beat it to not to death. But do you know what I mean? They want to take like every squeeze, squeeze every ounce. Of yeah. It. Like a blood from a stone. They want all of it. Right. Instead of just being like, that was great. It was successful. Like we're good. You know? Yeah. Like frozen. We didn't need frozen two. Frozen one was spectacular. You don't need frozen two. Not saying it's bad, but like we don't need to keep going with that. There's so many ideas out there, right? Yeah. Not every story has to be a sequel. That's right. We can have some original ideas, especially the brain trust at Disney is smart enough that they've been doing this for 25 plus years now. Right. 25. I don't know. A lot of years. Yeah. Like closer to 30 than not. Yeah. Um, I, I do. It did make me think I did want to go back and watch the remake just because it is now 
it's good that they kind of shifted it and made it not different because it is the same story Mm -hmm. but then had a lot of the cast like like a lot of black cats yeah yeah which is the way it should be because it's there right? yeah it's just to like or it should just be who earns the role it's funny now to think like seth rogan and billy eichner as timon and pumbaa like yeah it's it just kind of it does fit for that movie yeah i think so because they're the they're the funny comedic right characters so i think it's fine i don't know i like that one remember you made me watch it yeah i like it hakuna matata hakuna matata i was like i should get that tattooed on me <laughs> it means no worries for the rest of your days akuna matata akuna matata so what which one is your favorite song oh that's a hard one circle of life akuna matata um can you feel the love that's mine tonight? that's a pretty one I don't know. I kind of like Hakuna Matata. I like what it stands for, and I like it's a little more upbeat, and it's kind of a happier song. The energy of it is really... Yeah. I kind of like that one. What the movie needs. I know. It does. It's really sad. Anyways, that's all I have. All right. Uh, Let's... I guess before we do the MCU Oscars, there has been a lot of of Marvel news, Marvel stuff going on. Uh, Hawkeye starts next week. Are we excited about it? I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. I'm a bit nervous. There's only six episodes, right? I think so. I'm pretty sure that's what it said when we saw it. Um, Like we were watching that extended trailer thing and I was kind of like, ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I hope it's good though because I love Hawkeye and I love Haley Steinfeld, but there was something about her in the trailer. I was like, ooh, I don't know. I think it's because you're used to her being an adult, and I think she's supposed to be playing someone younger. Right. Like, I think she's supposed to be a teenager. Like, kind of whiny and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who's trying to learn how to be Hawkeye. Right. I do think it's pretty dope that they have, like, a girl in there, and she's younger. Like, I do love the idea of it. I just hope it's good. And we didn't even see Florence Pugh, eh, in the trailer? No, because I think you have to you have to set up their relationship first, yeah, and then bring her in. I wonder what's gonna happen there. Because where's this supposed to be taking place in that in the? I think it's like as present as can be. Right, it has to be right because of after Endgame kind of thing. Don't say it, Jack. <laughs> what do you mean? Don't say what? Endgame, of why Florence Pugh is mad. Oh, I wasn't wasn't going to. <laughs> okay. Just making sure. Um, I want to look up just to make sure we don't miss any of the announcements. I know uh, She-Hulk. There's a like kind of teaser trailer for that. What's the one with the the? It's like an Indian girl and she's playing. Uh, that's Miss Marvel. Oh, I'm so excited to see that. When's that one come out? Um, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, Disney Plus Day. Every Marvel announcement, just so we don't miss anything. Uh, they. The Agatha House of Harkness. Mm-hmm. So we're going to, I assume, get Catherine Hahn back. Well, it better be. Otherwise, I'm not watching. Uh, that's coming soon. So no like official mm. date or anything. I hate when there's coming soons. There's animated X-Men. X-Men 97 coming 2023. Um, Echo, which is a Hawkeye spinoff. Oh, is that what we're already doing? Uh, oh, it's like a movie, though. Mm, no it's a series oh okay i don't know the series is about the deaf native american played by i can't read that name 
Um, oh, from Eternals. Aliqua, Aliqua Cox. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, I am Groot. Aw, <laughs> Groot. Um, Ironheart, which again I I don't know much about. Uh, Moon Knight, which was really cool because it's gonna be Oscar Isaac. <gasps> Ooh, you had me at Oscar. Did you not see that one? I don't know. I forget everything. Miss Marvel, which is summer 2022. Okay. Uh, Secret Invasion, which is um gonna be like Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn's characters, the Skrull. Okay. Set it, which will set the stage for. It's not called Captain Marvel. I think it's just called the Marvel is the next one. Oh, okay. She Hulk, which uh there's trailer like a mini trailer that included the Hulk, which it's one of those because an Endgame Hulk hurts his arm, but then in the She Hulk. His arm is okay, so it might be a flashback mm-hmm. or like in between Endgame mm-hmm. and or Infinity War and Endgame. Right. Uh, I think my favorite announcement was Spider-Man Freshman Year. Okay. Which is an animated series about the well, the freshman year when Peter Parker first becomes Spider-Man. Oh, fun! And I assume they're probably gonna put uh, Uncle Ben in it, right? And kill him. God, we love killing people. We just love it. Uh, we did just start it, but what if season two announced? Yep, we just started. We've only watched one episode, but it's a it's a cool concept that you can kind of do whatever you want with it. You totally can. I think it's really fun, and I'm down for it. Um. So we watched this. Are you still doing more? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Marvel Zombies, which is kind of a spinoff. There you think is an episode. Doing like too much. I don't know if mm. if I feel like if the if you just put a lot out there you you can kind of be picky and choosy if you don't like something you can yeah i just feel like it's one of those situations where i feel like they're just throwing everything at a wall and seeing what sticks and sometimes sometimes you like leaving people wanting more not necessarily giving them a lot do you know i don't know i get that yeah um that's yeah that's it and then spider-man yeah spider-man trailer december 17th it's like a month (laughs) it's like a month away definitely gotta try to see that early we're gonna see it like the day before it comes out we like doing that it's now it, it's cool it's fun it's fun to try to be like a part of an exclusive club or like it comes out on friday but if you can see it the thursday you can see it that's what we did for eternals and it's pretty fun like you're just feel like you're you know a little ahead of the game yeah especially this this trailer is pretty long but i feel like it still leaves a lot vague yeah um we didn't see the other two spider-man although did you did i show you the brazil trailer no so apparently the final one of the final shots is peter jumping at three of the villains and two of the villains you could kind of if you look at the scene the two villains aren't jumping towards him like Mm -hmm. he's in the middle and they're kind of jumping around him in the brazil trailer you could see the lizard gets hit but there's oh. nothing there. Oh. So everyone thinks they just digitally edited them out. Right. The other two. So they didn't reveal it yet. Okay. People are so funny, eh? Like the fact that I someone love, caught that. I love when people analyze like trailers and stuff like that. And just like they're trying to find the Easter eggs. And they're like, I just, I love it so much. That someone else is doing it. I would never do it because I'm like, no, that's too much. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on. I like I know it's not going to make you happy to hear this, but I, I think something is going to happen to nope. one of nope. a- Aunt May or Happy. No, 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 I don't accept that. 
I don't receive that. I don't accept that. What about MJ? She's falling. Clearly looks like falling to her death. He'll, gra- he'll grab her because she's screaming. I hope she doesn't scream a lot in this movie. Or does Andrew Garfield catch her? That's what I said to you the other day. I was like, what if it? he can't, but then all of a sudden someone com- someone else comes in and grabs her? Well, because it's a very, I mean, you didn't watch The Amazing Spider-Man but like, it is with Andrew same. Garfield. But spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it. When Emma Stone falls in that movie and he can't save her, yeah. she falls like almost the exact same way. Right. So a lot of people are thinking he's going to save her and say, well, I couldn't save. Yeah. Couldn't save Gwen. Totally. I'm loving it. I'm so down for it. I can't wait till the comes out the 17th. So we'll be seeing it on the 16th. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get into phase two of the MCU Oscars. Okay. So these movies are the only ones we're allowed to pick from. Iron Man 3, Thor The Dark World, it doesn't win a lot, spoiler alert, Um, Captain America Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Age of Ultron, and Ant-Man. Those are the only movies we're allowed to choose from because this is just for phase two. This is Oscars for phase two. Mm -hmm. Where where would you like to start, Jack? Uh, Right here? Yeah, let's just go and order how we did it. Okay. Best actor. So we did Iron Man. It was hard because like he's in this and age of ultron but so i think we just kind of said iron man 3 right yeah so iron man and iron man 3 captain america in winter soldier and ant-man in ant-man uh i would personally go with captain america i would too as much as i love iron man captain america and chris evans steve rogers whatever you want to call him specifically in the winter soldier because he kind of comes out of the ice and he kind of seems like this naive and he's just getting used to everything and acclimated, which he still is at the beginning of this movie. But he kind of develops this distrust mm-hmm. and he kind of you could see he's questioning things. And before he was the soldier, that was the yes man. And now he's growing his own opinions and thoughts. And yeah. He kind of goes on this journey where it's not really it's it's a not against the well it is against the law technically but mm-hmm. like it's not on the books like he kind of goes on this like backdoor journey well he's just trying to figure he's trying to figure some stuff out and i think he does a really good job in this movie right mm-hmm. so i agree with you there but i hope i disagree with you later okay well i like when there's like you know some debate a little bit i like it uh best actress we have um we have a few. We have Black Widow from Winter Soldier. We have Gamora from Guardians. And we put Elizabeth Ol- Olsen for uh, Age of Ultron. So I guess I do that funny then. Because I did Black Widow, Gamora, and then I put Elizabeth Olsen. So it should be... Wanda. Wanda. Wanda Maximoff. And Wanda would be my winner for this one. Yeah? Yeah. I just... Well, especially because later on, her accent just kind of disappears. I love but that. Or it just comes and goes. Oh, it's so yeah. fun. I I just really, I mean, especially the heartbreak she has to go through in this movie mm-hmm. and her development of, like, Hawkeye's just calling her a kid, but she has to go out there and fight. Yeah. I love that scene, though, when he's like, if you're going to go out there, you're an Avenger, or you can sit in here, but I have to go out there and save my friends. Because it's right? my job. This is my job. Uh, I'm going to go Black Widow. In Winter Soldier. I think out of all of the movies, I think this was her best one. Maybe besides her own movie, but I like the friendship she has with Steve. Uh, her her action scenes are incredible, like on the boat, on the bridge thing. Um, like she just good action. I like how she's always trying to set him up, 
like she'll be kicking somebody's butt and she'll be like, what about so-and-so in accounting or whatever? Like, I think that was her, I think she added a lot to that movie. Well, even, I don't think it's one of the favorite lines, but what is, what if, what is your favorite line from her? My favorite line is when she pulls up in that fancy car and she goes, hey, fellas, anyone know where the Smithsonian is? I'm here to pick up a fossil. Just the way she says it is so funny. I love it. And then Andrew, um, Anthony Mackie looks and he's like, hey, and he goes, how you doing? She goes, I'm good. How you doing? Like, I just love that whole scene. It's good. Yeah, we didn't pick that as one of the favorites, but it's it's definitely my favorite. I did. I did want you to get that out there. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, best director. So we have um, Winter Soldier from the Russo brothers. Guardians of the Galaxy is James Gunn, and Ant Man is Peyton Reed. There is again. I think we nominated him last time, but this time, as as good as the movie is, it's kind of the least out of the Avengers movies, and I don't really want to include Joss Whedon in this. Yeah, these kind of lists anymore. Right. Uh, I would personally pick James Gunn for Guardians of the Galaxy. I was debating that in my head too. Like I was like, I don't know. It's a good. It's it's uh, just visually right. Like it's such a different movie than the others. Um, Ant Man, no, Ant Man's pretty visual too. I don't know what I'm trying. It's like space. I guess it's like different, yeah. right? I don't know what I would pick. Um, I just really love Winter Soldier, but I don't want it to win everything. But if it it shouldn't, that shouldn't matter. It should yeah. be what movie, what category do you think is the best? Which director do you think did the best job? When I think about it, I do think Winter Soldier because I think of the action scenes are really extraordinary. And so, yeah, I'm going to go Winter Soldier. I'm going to go Russo Brothers. Yes. Um, best fight scene. We're going to say honorable mention a Winter Soldier, but we're going to say Winter Soldier for the elevator scene. I was going to say, you said honorable mention Winter Soldier, but I, I don't know. I put honorable mention Winter Soldier. Oh, the um, like the bridge. The bridge scene where they're, they're driving and then the Winter Soldier lands on their car and then people go over the bridge and there's a bus and there's like, it's a lot. That whole fighting yeah, scene. Winter Soldier and Black Widow are like running around cars. Yeah. Um, and that's the first time we really see the Winter Soldier and we see it's who it is. Right. So we have that reveal. Steve. It's <laughs> um, so we have for best fight scene, we have Winter Soldier, the elevator scene, because we just thought that one because of the proximity of everybody, how incredible that scene is. Um, Age of Ultron. We did the after party. So they have the big party and then they're all sitting around. They're trying to lift Thor's hammer. Yeah. And it's. It's such a cool, like, it, it just felt like one of those non-scripted things. Yeah, it feels very natural. Yeah, it just felt like all of them hanging out. Like, I want to know how much of that was scripted or if they just kind of like, you know what, we're just hanging out as these characters. And it's very relaxed until, and it's being juxtaposed with Ultron discovering who he is, meeting Jarvis, destroying Jarvis, mm-hmm. and kind of learning about the Avengers and how in his mind they're not really doing good for the world. Right. Sorry, I just need to say in that part, not the after party, but in the party when Don Cheadle's character is trying to tell them the joke. Oh, my God. Because he, yeah, he's like, boom, you looking for this? this? And then Tony and Thor are like, OK, like, yeah. whatever. And that's they're just... like, what? Like this, this usually kills. And then later on, we see him telling a group of people and they all start laughing in his face. Don Cheadle's face is so funny. Like he's like, 
Yeah, right. That's how you're supposed to react. That's that's a funny joke, right? Anyway, sorry. It just made me laugh because I just watched it. So it was fresh in my mind. Okay, so elevator scene from Winter Soldier, the after party of Age of Ultron, and then we set breaking out of jail for Guardians of the Galaxy because that's a really important scene because they all have to work together. They barely know each other as a group, so it's a good one for that. It's a, it's a fun scene too, I find, for... Well, especially the setup of like... Um... Rocket's Rocket? talking yeah. about the plan and he's like okay I need you to do this you do this and then Quill you have to go steal that guy's leg yeah. and then he's doing this plan he's like alright I got the leg and he's like ah, I didn't yeah. need it I yeah. just I just wanted you to get it I just wanted you to go do that so what would you say Um, I just to me nothing can top the elevator scene as good as the ending of Age of or the after party of Age of Ultron just the fact that it's one of those seconds minutes whatever how however long they're in the elevator and more and more people are are coming in you're like okay you know where this is going right you know that i didn't but yes in the well well not not when they were just getting because the one guy was we thought he was a good guy right like yeah. the guy who's kind of the leader of the whatever of the security we thought he was a good guy yeah as more and more people kind of roll in you're like okay this is weird why mm-hmm. are there so many people and then it's that is anybody want to leave before we get started? Right. And that was kind of their cue to be like, okay, I guess he realizes we're a part of Hydra. Yeah. And it's amazing. And then even like his escape out are, of the scene. How many people are in that elevator? Do you think like 15? Yeah, I'd say 15. Like it's if we a, had to guess, probably be around. Yeah. Like it's pretty, it's pretty big elevator. Yeah. But I mean, to, it's cramped in the fact oh, that yeah, they, they can they, like, they fit a lot of people. Yeah. Into, I think it was like the two last guys that got on the elevator. It was kind of like, Hmm. This seems a little fishy, right? And just once he starts looking around, I was like, why is he stressed? Should we be stressed? Are we stressed? Then I was stressed. Um, I'm going to say the after party. I think I like that. I just like that whole the party when they're sitting there and then when he shows up and how none of them are really, they're not in their suits. They're not in their, you know, and they have to really like kind of work together and improvise. Nat doesn't want, you know, Bruce to don't like, don't, Turn into the hall. Don't do it and stuff. So she's trying to keep him calm and safe. And yeah, Tony kills one of the robots with like uh, a, like an elev or um elevator. Oh my god, envelope opener or I don't know pen or like he uses like weird stuff like to my headphones just died. That's really weird. Oh no. Um, did they? Cause I just stopped hearing. Uh, yeah, they did. Here, I'll take those ones. But um. Yeah, the improv improvisation of that scene is just—it's creative to see these heroes that are usually so prepared and they need this and that to kind of yeah, um, to be heroes. Yeah, and they're just kind of stripped down to okay, good luck. Yeah, because they're not expecting it and they're just having this nice moment. So I think for me that the best fight scene because I think it was just it was it wasn't planned, right? Yeah. Like sometimes they go they go into fight scenes. There, I mean, there's so many fight scenes, but they're usually going into it knowing, knowing they're going to fight. fight. So this one, they're just having a party, right? Okay, best line we did. Um, so I did my honorable mention was the Hey Fellas. Um, but on your left, Winter Soldier. I am Groot, Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's fast. She's weird from Winter Soldier. So it's when um, uh, Marion Hill is t- is trying to t- Maria Maria Brig. Maria Hill is talking to Steve 
and trying to explain the twins because they had just met them. And he, she's like trying to explain and she's using all these big words. And he's like, what? And he, and she's just like, he's fast and she's weird. Like I just the way she delivers it is so good. And, and it just kind of sums it up. So those are the three that we have. But It also made me think of Age of Ultron when Steve kind of gives the speech where he's like, uh, if you get if you get knocked down, get yep. up. If, if you, you die, die walk, walk it off. Walk it off. Like yeah, he gives this like like worst speech, even Thank though you. it's what he's usually good at. So inspired <laughs> to not die. I know. In the past, I feel like I've always said on your left. It's always been like my favorite line. I feel like just for the context of it was the first time we ever saw Guardians, and it was the first time we met Groot, and all that's all he would say. And Rocket knew what he was saying. It even goes back to like when we watched Star Wars a couple weeks ago, like the two, the duo together that understands each other, mm-hmm. even though they don't speak the same language. Yeah, I would say I'm Groot, especially for because it's Groot. Yeah, we love Groot. The reason I do like on your left, though, is because I was just saying this to Jack before we start recording is because it's the very first line in Winter Soldier. Um, Anthony Mackie's running. No, 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 no. You're right. I'm just saying I was laughing because I just love that scene. Yeah. So he's just like running like a normal person. And uh, Captain America, Steve, is, is running and he keeps going on your left. On your left, but it happens because he's lapping him like so many times, right? And at the end of the movie, Steve is in a hospital bed and Anthony Mackie's sitting beside him and he goes, he wakes up and he goes, on your left. And it's just like the way they bookended is pretty cool, but I am Groot is, I mean, Groot's just the best. We love Groot. Yeah. Um, best supporting. We have Maria. Maria Hill from Winter Soldier. We have Nick Fury from Age of Ultron. And we have Sharon from Winter Soldier. I'm going to personally say Sharon. Yeah. I just, especially the, because she's the cute nurse that's across mm-hmm. the hall. And then you realize she's Asian 13. And I guess in this one, we don't know. She's she's just Sharon at that point. Yeah. She's not Sharon Carter. And the way she kind of fights back with Rumlow and like they have that whole scene the where, where they're saying Steve Rogers is a fugitive mm-hmm. and they're saying, well, can you tell us why he's a fugitive? Right. And they're just, he's a fugitive. Yeah. And they won't give any, any reason or justification. Yeah. She's the only one really in that communication r- room full of a lot of people that really fights back. Right. So, um, that's a hard one. I don't know. I think I might go Nick Fury, Age of Ultron. I just really liked him in that movie. I thought it was, he was good the way he just showed up too, right? Like he was always, he's just always there when you just need him. Yeah. Even in Winter Soldier, like he isn't in it much, but when he is. Yes. He makes a big impact. He does. Uh, best duo. So we have Nat and Steve in Winter Soldier. Guardians of the Galaxy, we put Groot and Rocket. And then we put Nat and Bruce, but in Age of Ultron. Because they're, she has special relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Friendships. More than friendship. Well, I think she's more the with Bruce. It's more than friendship. Yeah. But her and Steve, I think, are just friends. Yeah, just friends. I've Although a lot gone. of people thought that oh, it was. I could never be. have thought that. Well, I no. mean, they did kiss. <gasps> what? On the what in the escalator? Yeah. Oh yeah. Just to distract. Distraction. Distract the bad guys. Yeah. I mean, I kind of alluded to it before with my favorite line, but I just love Rocket and Groot, especially mm-hmm. because they start that movie together, and I mean end it together too yeah i think i'm gonna go nat and bruce um just because i like that she can bring him back and i like um i just i like them in that movie i like 
I do love her and Steve, though, in Winter Soldier. But I think I'm going to go Nat and Bruce. I just, just watched it. So it's so fresh in my head. So mm. that might be why. Nat and Steve do have a really good dynamic that I feel like you don't see in any other movie between the two of them. Between the two of them. They really get one another for sure. Uh, best CGI. We put Ant-Man, Guardians, and Thor. It's good to see Thor get a nomination in there. <laughs> We felt like we should put it in. It's just not, it's not a good one. The first one's great. Third one's awesome. Yeah. And the second one is not. Yeah. It it falls flat and there's nothing wrong with that. As I got to go with Guardians. It's just like to go to space and then to tell the story that doesn't feel cheesy or corny and it just, it makes sense. And even going back and rewatching it, it's just as good as I remember it. So I'll go with Guardians. I'm going to go Ant-Man just because of the... The way they make everything look big, right? And how they, like, it's just like, yeah, just the size of things and stuff like that. Like the the group of ants and Anthony. And Anthony. Uh, So this one we were trying to say best comedic scene, but it's really hard. So we kind of just said, like, best comedy. Like, it's kind of like moments or it's not a specific scene necessarily. So we said... um, Age of Ultron, when um, they're always bugging Steve about the language, because at the beginning... I think it's Tony said shit. Yeah, and he goes, language. And then they use that throughout the whole movie. I think it's even in the after party scene where someone swears and Marie is the one that goes, Steve, <gasps> Steve, he used a bad language word. Yeah, or they're bugging him. They're like, Steve doesn't like that kind of language. So I think Nat says that. Like, they're always... It's a kind of that long, ongoing joke. Um, we said Guardians of the Galaxy, like just the whole movie is kind of funny. So it's hard to pick like a scene. And then we said Iron Man. I mean, anytime, anytime he's in Iron Man is in a scene, you know, Robert Downey Jr. He is funny. Like he's just a funny, he's got, he's kind of cocky, but he's so smart and he's sarcastic. And He, he backs it up. He can. He can back it up. Yeah. I would throw in there, not that it would win, but the on your left scene, like I forgot about how funny that is. Yeah. Especially at the end, he's like, come on, man. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> he's running up to, don't say it. Don't, don't say, say it. it. Yeah. On your left. On your left. Um, I'm going to go with the language. I like Age of Ultron. I like the running. I like the running joke throughout it, I think, for me. As, as much as Guardians is just like an overall funny movie, especially I brought that up for Winter Soldier and I'm going to say the language too because it's not like Age of Ultron's a funny movie. So it's good when movies like that can have funny moments. Yes, I agree. Yeah, because it's not a funny movie. Um, best action. We said Age of Ultron, like the ending. Uh, Iron Man 3, when the house blows up and Winter Soldier in the communications room with um, with Sharon, like that whole scene or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The house filling up is pretty dope. Especially because it's the cockiness of Tony Stark to say, all right, what, whoever wants to come get me, this is my address. Yeah. And then he gets got. And then he does. I think I might go that one. Because then it's all like underwater. And I don't know. It's pretty cool the way they did it. So I think I'd go that one. I'm going to say the ending of Age of Ultron. Yeah. Because it is just so spectacular of what they're doing and what they have to do. And every, it's kind of cool. Like, I feel like... The first Avengers was kind of like, all right, we're all in New York, all doing this. But Age of Ultron is like, okay, Thor and Tony are over here and mm-hmm. Nat and Bruce are like a lot of the people are on like Sokovia, yeah. like trying to get people out. But I, I feel like everyone's kind of doing their own thing. Right, right. Yeah. 
No, it's good. I like when Nick shows up. That's my favorite part because I'm just like, oh, thank God. Because they were just like, yeah, we're done, right? Yeah, they were breaking up Steve's ripping logs. And yeah. <laughs> like it was like it was like a boy band about, about to break up. I know. Because it's just over the most like petty reasons. I know. Uh, I, I think we should save that. What we're, okay. we're supposed to do next for last. Okay. Uh, worst death. We only have two, right? Nope. There's three. Oh, sorry. Right. Um, we have Pietro. Pietro. Pietro from Age of Ultron. So sad. And he goes to help Hawkeye. Or it's the kid in Hawkeye or whatever. Yeah. Um, Nick Fury and Winter Soldier. Spoiler alert. He isn't dead, but <laughs> we think he's dead. It's a pretty, because it's a good, I always go back to this is going to be a very deep cut, but the remake of Red Dawn Mm-hmm. they kill a major character in that mm-hmm. and it's kind of the same thing in this movie of it's just like you're it's a normal scene it's someone walking in it's i guess in this one it's a little more like they're watching us like there is mm-hmm. a bit of warning of like something could happen but like he just goes down you're like what just happened like yeah you don't get time to process and be sad because then it's the action scene of steve chasing down the winter soldier and then he's in the hospital and they're all in the room there's like, like watch him die yeah like there's nat there's steve there's maria like they're all standing there and mm-hmm. they, he dies it's pretty sad mm-hmm. and then we have Groot. oh my god i almost got choked up just saying it guardians i think we know what i'm gonna say i am gonna say Groot, but i do think the other two are sad like when pietro dies like it is so sad because of of um wanda's reaction too right like we don't know him we're not as invested in him as a character but somehow you love him enough in just one movie to be like like it's we don't want we don't want to lose anybody right because he's also a pretty funny part of that movie because even um it's kind of he has this back and forth with Hawkeye of like, oh, you didn't see that coming. You didn't see that coming. And right. then he sacrifices himself. And his like last words are, you didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're so good at that. I mean, they really get you in the heart. There is nothing, nothing sadder than Groot, though, to me. Yeah, I would go with Groot, too. It's just like so gut wrenching because it's something that like as he's doing it mm-hmm. once it's one it to me it gets really sad once you have that realization of like what he's doing of mm-hmm. what he's doing it for mm-hmm. because it is for the greater good and it <clears throat> excuse me um obviously we get the baby group coming back in the second guardians but at that time you don't know that no and it's just him encapsulating his friends mm-hmm. and it's just saying we are Groot. <gasps> don't even i'm gonna cry like literally I can feel it. I can feel it in my like nose and stuff. Yeah. You kinda see it on your face. I know. It does it makes me so sad. But that's why I wanted to do it last or not last so that we have Wait, before um I did have a side question. Who would you want saving you out of all of these people? I mean, you can never go wrong with Thor. It's always a Thor's a good one. Um, I mean Depends how, like, much danger I'm in. If it's, mm-hmm. like, casual danger, then I'll take Ant-Man because, okay. like, I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'd have, right. we'd, like, talk after. Right. Oh, I really. I know. Not no. sounding too good. That's okay. Um. The, so, is it, I'm, I'm guessing this question is just one person? Well, yeah. It's just, like, who do you want saving you? Like, just, just like, out of these. Because, like, if it was, like, the whole Guardians, again, that would just be, like, fun. <laughs> Um, as much as we don't give recognition, just like the power of Thor, right? Of like, yeah, how much can like, especially the one time he fails mm-hmm. in any of the MCU, it's 
it's because he didn't aim for the head. Right. Like, it's it's the one thing he does wrong. Yeah. Not the one thing he does a lot wrong, but in terms of like fighting battles, saving that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'll go with Thor. I think if I was in like a little bit of danger, I want it to be Black Widow just because I think she's kick ass. But I think if I was in like grave danger, I would want Captain America because he's cute. Well, I want it to be Winter Soldier always, but no, I would say Captain America. Okay. Best picture, Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron or Guardians of the Galaxy. I feel like I've picked Guardians for a lot, but to me, in this whole sequence of movies, it's nominated for the most if you go through everything we've talked about. Winter Soldier is not only the best out of this group, it's arguably the best MCU movie overall. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It is Winter Soldier. It's one, I don't know, you've maybe watched it once or twice. Like, maybe just like once or twice. It's hard to... A week. Hard to- <laughs> It is, is. It is your go-to. Even it is my go-to if I'm watching a, if I'm in a Marvel mood. It is my go-to. Black Widow's making a bit of a come is not a comeback, but a bit of a. I I debate now between those two. It's also newer. Like it it's, is it's hard newer. to compare because Winter Soldier's 2014, so you've yeah. had seven years with it. Yeah. Well, you've had like two years with it. I have, but it's it is the one that I think is the I think it's really well done. I like, I just like the dynamics of the people in it. I love um, Anthony Mackie. I think he's so incredible in it. I think he's, um, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's what It's I like your pick. comfort movie. It is. For me, it would be Guardians. Like, yeah. I just always feel happy watching that. Right. Guardians is a, is a good, it's a good one because the music in it is so incredible that it just really makes me happy, that movie. Come and get your love. It's just the music is so good in the in both of them. Yeah, it's good. They they really. It's so funny eh? that like that movie is. It's really music is and other movies. There's not really any music. No. But for that one, it's like really music heavy. Like yeah. they spend a lot of money on music for sure. Well, for sure. Speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, <gasps> maybe we'll, we'll get it. That'd be if, so fun. Let's see if we'll pick it. Okay. Um, what number is it? I'll just pull it out. 29 number 29 that is raiders of the lost ark all right that's going, fun going back to indiana jones yeah just, i wonder if it's the first one that maybe we'll understand it more than we did when we watched the other <laughs> one all right that i'm trying to look for now that i do you remember what the other temple one was of, temple of something with the temple uh the last crusade oh oh I was there's a temple one there's a temple one all right let's see we get 48 taxi driver oh frig okay are you talking to me it's that one right yeah little are you talking to me little scorsese all right i really i I was i really thought it was gonna be so did i i would would be so cool if we were talking about it's like oh number 55 is that what it is yeah we don't have very many left it's so fun i know who knows? I know we might be done soon. I know. Then we'll have to give each other challenges. Yes. Those are, I'm going to have to start making a list then because these are. It's going to run out quicker than we think. I know. And then all of a sudden I'm going to be like, uh, I don't know what I want you to watch. <laughs> watch this. Yeah. Right. All right. I think that's all we got. Case. All right. All right. And 
I've I've really messed up that outro. That's okay. You're not feeling well. I think you did a great job. Thank you. Can you. tell that your voice is getting. Yeah, I can hear. Like I've heard the ebbs and flows of it. Yeah. So, Casey, you got anything else? I got nothing else, Jack. Uh, then besides that, we'll see you next time. Bye.